Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Ali Cudby. She wrote the book on customer retention, literally, because she is the best-selling author of Keep Your Customers. She's honed her customer expertise at her previous company, Fab Foundations, which was the world's leading certification program for the art and science of bra fitting. Before becoming an entrepreneur, Ali worked at the New York Times, Golf Digest Magazine, and the Animal Planet TV Network. She received her MBA from the Wharton School. And these days, Ali coaches companies, leads workshops, and delivers keynotes to help organizations grow. Her programs inspire customers to spend more, buy faster, and refer like crazy. In her spare time, she also teaches entrepreneurship at Purdue University. You can find more about her at youriconicbrand.com. That is her website, so go there and connect with her. All of those links are in the show notes as well. Allie, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be here. It's great to have you back. We had such a great conversation yesterday. We talked about, you know customer retention. We talked about niching down, all of those cool things. One of the things that you mentioned that really caught my attention that I think we should start with is your philosophy of selling by serving. I really love that idea and I'd love for you to go a little deeper with that. Sure. So in a lot of spaces, some people are just, they're just salespeople and they really get into that. But for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the coaching space and the service space, they're not necessarily always comfortable with the idea of selling. And one of the things that I really help people focus on, even the real like uber salesy kind of people is the more you get to have conversations that are truly about serving the needs of customers and helping them become the best versions of themselves the more they're going to want more from you. And when you come at it from this perspective of selling by serving, then it always feels authentic. Sometimes the answer might be, you don't need more of my services right now, but you lay a foundation for the relationship for the long term. And that's where the good stuff happens. Um, That's where loyalty grows, but you know, that's also where profit grows. So there was some really interesting research that w- that came out while I was writing the book. And, and in Keep Your Customers, I talked through this research and it was starting to look at this idea of the rule of 80-20. And the rule of 80-20 is that you spend 20% of your effort to get 80% of their results and it takes the additional 80% of your effort to get the final 20% of the results. And they applied that to sales. And the assumption was 
that companies would get 80% of their revenue from the top 20% of their customers. And this is something that's kind of been accepted as this general rule, but actually nobody had ever done any research on it. So this academic from Emory did some research on it, and it turns out that in fact, no, the top 20% of your customers don't deliver 80% of your revenue. Now, looking across all these different industries, it turns out they do deliver between two thirds and three quarters of your revenue. So those top 20% really do over deliver, but then they went one step further, and this is just mind blowing. The top 20% of customers delivered between 105 and 113% of profit. Because companies serve so many customers unprofitably. So the more you really hone in on those top customers and serve, 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 that is where profit lies. And that's, those numbers are really fascinating. And I think, you know, I'm someone that my philosophy for my business and when I work with clients, you know, the way that I like to help them create things or lay it out is to retain as many customers as possible and continue to serve. To me, it makes so much sense to continue to serve people who want to be served and want to work with you and know, like, and trust you and continue that relationship and build on it and then split some of your efforts on new acquisition. I know bringing in new clients is the lifeblood of your business, something that you will always have to do. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs miss the boat by thinking, oh, the sale is like the thing they want to conquer. Once they make the sale, they have this big party, they celebrate like they won the Super Bowl, and then they go on to the next sale. But it's like there's so much opportunity with what you've just done. You know, you can't just let that go, in my opinion. So it's how do you double down and create more results based on the work you've already done? Absolutely. And, you know, it is easier in a lot of ways to focus on the acquisition, the new sale. You know, you can bang the gong and ring the bell and there's a binary uh, moment. Like I didn't have this customer, I do have this customer. I didn't have this revenue, I do have this revenue. So once somebody comes in the door, it's a little bit mushier. You know, it's not, especially in larger companies, like why is somebody having a good experience or a bad experience? It's not as clean, but that is truly where the the long-term relationship and the and the long-term profitability is going to be found and so it's so worth taking the time to focus on retention and not just acquisition well i also think there's something to be said about you know the trust factor and banking on your ability to deliver as a business because to me if you can create a long-term relationship where the client you know over the course of time Yes, they're going to pay the rate that you charge, but if you don't take it all up front and you spread it out and make it more digestible to them, but you know that your next month is predicated on you delivering this month, it kind of incentivizes you to provide better service and to retain that client, right? Because then when you bring on new business, you're adding to your revenue as opposed to just replacing. Right. And the more you create those relationships, the more inclined your existing customers are going to be to tell other people about how good you are. And then that's, you know, word of mouth is the most efficient and and least expensive kind of marketing. That's yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'll bring this up here. I don't know what your feelings are about this. So you can please speak freely. But to me, and this is just in philosophy, this isn't in execution. This is purely philosophy. 
one of the industries that I see philosophically who have kind of the right idea that's often taken out of context is network marketing. With client retention, bringing in clients, retaining those clients, and the the idea is to retain the clients because you know these distributors that work with these companies, they look at their growing income as both people continuing to purchase and then bringing in new people to add to that. And then they want to leverage their time to get, it's like you do the sale, the sale once, but then it pays over and over again. So now it's not always done cleanly and it's got a reputation and it's something that a lot of people stray away from. But philosophically, as far as customer retention goes, I think that it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I guess the, as long as it is, like you said, as long as the work itself is being done in an authentic way, I think sometimes they get a bad reputation because it's more about getting the network to grow than about serving the end product customers. And that's where the reputation goes downhill because people end up just focusing on building their network and then getting people to buy the kit. And then it's not really about the the end result, you know, product that gets sold as much as it is feeding the feeding the beast. So true. as with all things, it's the it's the you know the execution and the right. and the consistency. But philosophically, are you going to continue to buy a product that's either a not serving you, someone in your organization isn't serving you, or you're not generating a return from? I mean, that's where retention comes from, right? You're either generating a return or getting a value from continuously doing it. I hear what you're saying. I now, think there, it, don't get me wrong. There's manipulation that happens. It happens everywhere, and it gets that rap because I don't think there's very stringent regulations on who can participate and to what level and how qualified they are. I think that's the real downside. But just looking at it on paper from a philosophical perspective, I think it makes a lot of sense based on what we're saying. Well, clearly the the bones of it of making sure that people have a good experience and want to continue and want to continue to grow the network and want to sort of improve the word of mouth in that regard. I mean, that's what we're talking about. So yeah, any industry where that's happening cleanly. Yeah. Well, let's shift it. What about affiliate marketing? Affiliate marketing. It is similar. And, and, you know, again, I think it's one of those ones that can be it can be really great and beneficial. And when people are truly looking out for the best interests of the people on their list and saying, Hey, I want to do some sort of partnership with another entrepreneur or another coach or another service provider that I genuinely think is going to provide value to, to you all, then it is that that's sort of the best kind of, you know, expanded, opportunity for everybody. It's good for the list. It's good for the, you know, initial entrepreneur and it's good for the secondary business. It's good, you know, for the affiliate, but you know, people don't do it and don't always do it in a way that is really looking out for the best interest of the list. It's more looking out for the best interest of their, of their revenue. And that's where you get into trouble. So like all things, you know, the, the intent matters and, how you deliver it and how you build how you build or don't build the relationship with your customers is where you know you're either going to see the growth or you're going to see people leave and and that's where you have to listen you know it it you have to really be tuned in to what your customers are telling you in order to hear sort of yeah we want more of this or mm, this is feeling kind of gross and i think you know that takes us full circle to come back to selling by serving right 
Because Absolutely. if you're really serving and you're providing that, then you know the sale kind of takes care of itself. Yes, you still have to put the decision in front of someone, but if you're serving them and you're providing value, and you know we didn't even talk about this, but just to touch on it really briefly, if you already have a client, it's a lot easier to have someone who's already spent money with you make another purchase and it's less expensive than it is to go out and acquire a new client. Absolutely. And having a process by which to sort of guide your thinking for the retention piece as well. I mean, I think sometimes it's easier to focus on acquisition because you kind of know what that looks like. The retention piece needs, it's just a a thought process and and an action process that's different from a lot of the things that a lot of people do. So you know, that's why it's helpful to really be thoughtful and consistent about how you go through the customer retention process. Well, Ali, thank you so much for being here and having these conversations the last couple of uh, episodes. I've, I love it. I love talking about retention, of course, and your new book, Keep Your Customers. People can go grab a copy of that bestseller and also visit you at youriconicbrand.com. That is your website. Thanks again for being here, and I look forward to speaking with you again on the next episode. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.